which forms of systemic harm survivors have been subjected to. Economic abuse survivors have been subjected to. 92.3% of survivors reported being subjected to economic abuse. To measure economic abuse, we asked survivors two different questions. First, we asked folks in a yes or no format, have you experienced economic abuse? 74.1% said yes, and 25.9% said no. We then asked if survivors have ever been subjected to 30 specific behaviors that suggest economic abuse. We did this for two reasons. We know that 78% of Americans do not recognize economic abuse as a component of intimate partner violence, suggesting a limited knowledge of what economic abuse is in our society. We also wanted to understand to what extent survivors specifically don't identify the harm they've been subjected to as economic abuse. Analysis revealed that 70.2% of survivors who said they have not experienced economic abuse indicated in the second question that they have been subjected to one or more of the 30 specific behaviors related to economic abuse. One in five survivors who have been subjected to economic abuse don't identify their experience as economic abuse. Research suggests that a lack of awareness about interpersonal violence may be a barrier to survivors seeking out formal support from organizations and services. While seeking organizational services is not right for every survivor, raising awareness of economic abuse is critical. The importance of building awareness is evidenced by several comments from survivors who shared that completing their safety fund application help them realize they've been subjected to economic harm. Survivors shared the following, quote, it was a little hard to write about some of the financial abuse. At first, I clicked no. I've never experienced financial abuse. Then I realized that I had clicked a lot of those things that were financially abusive. It's hard to realize that I've been abused. It's like, how long can this keep hurting me? End quote. Quote, thank you. This is helpful. It has also made me realize that I've been taken advantage of financially in many different ways that I never really thought about before. End quote. 65% of survivors have been subjected to a harm doer damaging their personal property. 54.7% of survivors have been subjected to a harm doer stealing their personal property. 50.5% of survivors have been subjected to a harm doer limiting their ability to spend their money as they see fit. 49.7% of survivors have been subjected to a harm doer making them ask for money. 49.2% of survivors have been subjected to a harm doer making significant financial decisions that impacted them without discussing it with them. 43.7% of survivors have been subjected to a harm doer making them ask for permission 
before spending their own money. 43.6% of survivors have been subjected to a harm door hiding money from them. 39.8% of survivors have been subjected to a harm door keeping financial information from them. 39.7% of survivors have been subjected to a harm door stopping or disrupting their ability to go to work. 36.2% of survivors have been subjected to a harm door only allowing them to spend their money on essential items like food, clothing, bills, etc. 32.9% of survivors have been subjected to a harm door causing them to lose a job. 31.8% of survivors have been subjected to a harm door preventing them from working or having a job. 31.6% of survivors have been subjected to a harm door stopping or disrupting their ability to go to school. 30.1% of survivors have been subjected to a harm door demanding receipts or change when they spend money. 29.9% of survivors have been subjected to a harm door forcing or pressuring them to give them their money or other assets. 29.2% of survivors have been subjected to a harm door removing money from their bank account without their permission. 28% of survivors have been subjected to a harm door monitoring their bank account. 25.4% of survivors have been subjected to a harm door putting bills in their name so they have to pay them. 24% of survivors have been subjected to a harm door controlling their personal documents. For example, ID, passport, birth certificate, etc. 24% of survivors have been subjected to a harm door causing them to stop attending or drop out of school. 23.1% of survivors have been subjected to a harm door preventing them from applying to or enrolling in school. 22.3% of survivors have been subjected to a harm door controlling their access to their bank account. 18.6% of survivors have been subjected to a harm door denying them money for health-related costs. 18% of survivors have been subjected to a harm door forcing them to take out loans or buy something on credit. 16.6% of survivors have been subjected to a harm door taking out loans or buying something on credit in their name without their knowledge or consent. 14.7% of survivors have been subjected to a harm door refusing to let them have savings. 12.6% of survivors have been subjected to a harm door refusing to let them have a bank account of their own. 9.6% of survivors have been subjected to a harm door receiving bank alerts when they spend money or spend a certain amount. 8.7% of survivors have been subjected to a harm door denying them access to their joint account. 7.1% of survivors have been subjected to a harm door suing them in court filing numerous motions in a court case, or otherwise causing them to spend money through the courts. 6.2% of survivors selected other. Other responses include 
harm doers forcing survivors to support or pay for their expenses. Harm doers forcing survivors to work. Harm doers forcing survivors to do unpaid work, for example, household chores. Harm doers refusing to pay for family expenses. Harm doers denying essentials while spending carelessly. Harm doers cutting off financial support as a way to exert control. Harm doers denying survivors access to financial tools or products besides bank accounts, for example, credit cards or investments. Harm doers fraudulently establishing financial assets in survivors' names, for example, opening bank accounts, establishing a business. Harm doers stealing survivors' identity. Harm doers forcing survivors to move and cover the cost of moving related expenses. Harm doers exploiting survivors. For example, forced prostitution. Disabled survivors were more likely to report they have been subjected to each economically abusive behavior we asked about. 37.8% of disabled survivors reported that their harm door caused them to lose a job compared to 25.8% of survivors without a disability. 37.8% of disabled survivors reported that their harm door stopped or disrupted their ability to go to school compared to 22.7% of survivors without a disability. 33.6% of disabled survivors had their money removed from their bank account without their permission, compared to 23% of survivors without a disability. 32.8% of disabled survivors reported that their harm door monitored their bank account, compared to 21.1% of survivors without a disability. 28.2% of disabled survivors reported that their harm door controlled their personal documents, for example, ID, passport, birth certificate, etc., compared to 18% of survivors without a disability. Additionally, compared to survivors with the highest one-third of CFPB scores, those with the lowest one-third of CFPB scores reported they are more likely to be subjected to every economically abusive behavior we asked about. This data supports existing research that has established a clear, multi-directional link between economic abuse and financial insecurity. 57.9% of survivors reported their harm doers have monitored, accessed, withdrawn from, or otherwise controlled their bank accounts. In order to determine the extent to which harm doers are monitoring, accessing, withdrawing from, or otherwise controlling survivors' bank accounts, we analyzed how many survivors have had a harm doer do one or more of the following. Removed money from their bank account without their permission. Controlled their access to their bank account. Monitored their bank account. Kept financial information from them. Refused to let them have a bank account of their own. Denied them access to their joint account and or received bank alerts when they spend money or spend a certain amount. While kept financial information from you, 
might not seem directly related to banking. Open-ended responses we receive indicated that harm doers are controlling survivors' access to information, specifically related to their bank accounts. Survivors shared the following, quote, My harm door monitors the location of all debit cards and checks and checks the mail early to get the statements and any checks that come in first, end quote. Quote, My harm door closed our checking account without me knowing, defaulting all my payments and causing me to have no money, end quote. Quote, my harm door opened bank accounts in my name that I didn't know about, end quote. Quote, my abuser also had me on a joint account that he had opened without me being there. And I later found out that it was a military bank account and my abuser had never served in the military. I found out about it when I asked for my name to be removed from the joint account because he was bouncing checks from that account. Stolen valor, which my harm doer committed, is a federal crime and a crime in the state that I live in, end quote. 74.1% of survivors did not have access to a safe bank account they can use to build the wealth they need to stay safe, heal, and rebuild their lives. In addition to the 57.9% of survivors who have had a harm doer monitor, access, withdraw from, or otherwise control their bank account, 16.3% of survivors report that they do not have a bank account. For comparison, only 5% of the general population of adults in the U.S. does not have a bank account. This finding is devastating for the financial security of survivors and must be urgently addressed. Importantly, several critical differences emerge when comparing access to bank accounts across different demographic and analytical categories. 20.6% of Latinx survivors reported not having access to a bank account, a rate 3.1 times that of white survivors. 18% of black survivors reported not having access to a bank account, a rate 2.7 times that of white survivors. Immigration status and the language in which survivors completed their surveys also showed acute differences. 28.6% of survivors who are immigrants reported not having access to a bank account, a rate 2.4 times that of survivors who are not immigrants. 43.6% of survivors who completed their safety fund application and follow-up survey in Spanish reported not having access to a bank account, a rate 3.6 times that of survivors who responded in English. Systemic barriers often prevent or limit equitable access to banking and banking products for BIPOC, immigrant, and Spanish-speaking communities. For Black communities in particular, long-standing discriminatory lending practices and fees have resulted in distrust of mainstream financial institutions. Other systemic barriers include fewer banking institutions in areas known as bank deserts and limited bank hours that often conflict with workers who have multiple jobs or work longer hours. For non-English speakers, policies that are often difficult to navigate are particularly challenging 
Consequently, many black and immigrant individuals turn to alternative financial institutions, such as check cashing services and payday lenders that are more common in their communities and more likely to be open during after business hours. In an effort to help banks implement supportive systems, products, and training to help millions of survivor customers across the U.S. build needed assets to stay safe, our team has developed Survivor Safety Banking Guidelines. We worked with survivors to develop these guidelines, but to gather even more widespread input, we asked survivors as part of the Safety Fund follow-up survey whether the banking guidelines we developed would help them build financial security. The majority of survivors, both banked and unbanked, across demographic and analytical categories, consistently reported that each of the 10 guidelines we asked about would help them build financial security. Given that BIPOC, immigrant, and Spanish-speaking survivors were more likely to report that they do not have a bank account, these folks were the most likely to say they don't currently use a bank, but if they did, the proposed guidelines would help them build financial security. 87.1% of survivors reported that offering flexible repayment plans for survivors in default would help them build financial security. 85.6% of survivors reported that offering interest-free deferred payment emergency loans would help them build financial security. 80.2% of survivors reported that receiving training in intimate partner violence and economic abuse would help them build financial security. 79% of survivors reported that not reporting defaults on any debts in their name that were taken out by their harm door without their knowledge would help them build financial security. 77.4% of survivors reported that creating a special team at the bank to handle all survivor accounts would help them build financial security. 75.9% of survivors reported that offering survivor safety accounts would help them build financial security. 75.8% of survivors reported that allowing survivors to open accounts with ID and address alternatives would help them build financial security. 75.7% of survivors reported that adding more fraud protections to survivor accounts would help them build financial security. 75.1% of survivors reported that offering affordable accounts would help them build financial security. And 71.3% of survivors reported that taking extra steps to keep survivors' contact information confidential would help them build financial security. Survivors offered several additional ways banks could support them. They shared the following, quote, educate survivors on bank options that will benefit us as individuals and not just to meet a quota, end quote. Quote, offering financial classes to survivors starting over on a single income, end quote. Quote, greater ease and name change for trans folks, education around trans issues, end quote. 